They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. Good morning. It's 830 on Monday, March 4th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, all the hats have been thrown into the ring. We'll hear from both party chairmen about their strategy for the upcoming statewide election. Then learn why anxiety and depression are the key mental health issues facing Mississippi teens. And after Everyday Tech, Walt Grayson is taking a national audience on a weekly tour down Mississippi roads. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. field of candidates running for the Mississippi legislature and statewide office this year is now set. All eight of Mississippi's statewide elected officials, along with the state's 174 legislative seats, are up for election this year. The top of the ticket could feature the most competitive governor's race since 2003, with Democratic Attorney General Jim Hood facing Republican Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves. But first, each of those men faces a primary battle in August. Lucian Smith is chairman of the Mississippi Republican Party. He says his party's winning strategy will include reminding voters what the party has done. He spoke with MPB's Jasmine Ellis. Uh, you know, we've got uh, competitive primaries for several offices. We've got strong candidates, we think, for, for every, uh, every competitive office, and uh, we'll have a strong slate moving into November. Right, is there any one candidate in particular, or, just your, or you just think they're all great, or... There'll be a primary in August, and the primary voters end up selecting the candidates. Under our rules, I'm neutral in the primary. What we'll be doing between now and August is making sure that we're set up for the primary in August, then building the infrastructure so that in the 100 days between the primary and the general, uh, we're ready to make sure that, that Republicans are victorious. Do you have any strategies to make sure that Republicans are victorious like you just said in the statewide offices? Well, you know, last year we had the largest data-driven get-out-the-vote program that we've ever had. Uh, We hope to replicate that this year, touching as many voters as we can, either by phone, knocking on their doors, and just reminding them of the core message that the Republican Party offers the kind of government that Mississippians want. Uh, If they want the sort of policy that expands freedom, expands prosperity, you know, the Republican Party is the party that you've got to vote for, for those sort of policies to keep advancing. Does the Republican Party have any strategies on how to remain uh, the majority in the in the legislature? We're going to continue uh, spreading the Republican message, you know, talking about uh, unemployment being at the lowest level that it's been historically, talk about taxes that have been reduced at the state and the federal level, talking about how education's at its highest funding level uh, ever under Republican leadership, and just keep on promoting that message, reaching out to every Mississippian and uh, explaining to them why we think Republican policies are the right policy for every Mississippian. There's only one party that represents the values of the overwhelming majority of Mississippians, and that is the conservative policy that you get when you elect Republicans. Lucian Smith with the Republican Party. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Bobby Moak is chairman of the Mississippi Democratic Party. His party is fielding a nearly full slate of candidates with at least one person running for every position except state auditor. That's something Mississippi Democrats have not been able to do in recent elections. Moak also spoke with our Jasmine Ellis. We're just excited about the number of people who have decided to qualify as Democrats this year. It's sort of an exciting time for us. Uh, 
Yeah, there's no secret. Uh, we're we're in a rebuild, but in this rebuild, we are uh, we're really really excited about what's going on with the party. Are there ca- any candidates in particular who you think will do well? We have candidates who are qualifying who are medical doctors who have uh, previously identified as Republicans. We have business folks. We have lawyers. We have uh, former elected officials at the local and municipal level. And we have folks who are just logical, reasonable, thinking housewives and mothers and dads who are qualifying for office. And we're really, really excited about that. You mentioned that the Democratic Party is rebuilding. Is that correct? Well, I think that's no secret. We have not been in the majority in uh, in the legislature, but uh, we have about 1,800 seats statewide from supervisor, constable, all the way up. And we think that Democrats will be either incumbents or challenging at about 1,500 of those 1,800 seats. What are your strategies to win statewide office seats? Do you have any? Uh, Yeah, our strategy is for our Republican opponents to be faced with the truth finally. We're going to ask them why they have continued to do the things that they've done so that 61% of our essential rural hospitals are in financial peril, why they have been failing to fund our public education uh, efforts at the local level, why in talking about jobs have we not seen those jobs come to fruition at the local level. So jobs, education, health care, and let's don't forget roads and bridges. Just look outside your front door. We're going to take the issues that everybody thinks about every day to them and to the local voters. Because I think if logical, reasonable thinking people will think about the issues, forget the party labels for just a minute, and think about uh, what has been done to them so far, why their local taxes on their cars, on their homes, and their businesses have increased, while at the same time, this leadership has given away almost $1 billion to out-of-state corporations, then I think people are going to back up and say, you know, I really don't don't care what party that is, but I need to vote for myself and my children and my family this time. As you already know, legislative seats are also open for to be filled. What kind of strategy do you have to to gain more seats? We have people who are interested and who are signing up for for a lot of these legislative seats. There's no doubt that Democrats and Republicans after today will be elected because they will have no opposition. However, we believe the number of persons who are going to be incumbents and challenge in these seats in the House and the Senate are going to put both the House and the Senate in play, and we're also attempting to put in play those local governments, too, with Democrats running for local office. That's Bobby Moak, chairman of Mississippi's Democratic Party, with our Jasmine Ellis. Up next, learn why anxiety and depression are the key mental health issues facing Mississippi teens. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Have you been in this situation? You're listening to a great story on Think Radio in your vehicle, but now it's time to go inside. You want to keep listening, but you're ready to move on. What can you do? Pull up the MPB Public Media app on your phone while you're in the car. You can continue listening to that great MPB local show and not miss a moment. Search for the MPB Public Media app in your app store. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
Experts in Mississippi say they're seeing an increase in teens living with anxiety and depression. Social media is one of the reasons why these are higher rates or there are higher rates of youth affected by these illnesses, says Dr. John Damon. He's with Canopy Children's Solutions. The nonprofit offers behavioral health, educational and social service solutions for children and families. Damon tells MPB's Jasmine Ellis, anxiety and depression are some of the leading issues facing Mississippi teens. One in five children have some kind of significant mental health challenge, uh, and anxiety and depression is going to be the predominant. Some folks uh, look at the fact that the social media that's driving kids' perception of themselves is a persistent challenge for them and creates a lot of anxiety. Their world is kind of out of control. And where many people grew up and someone said something negative about you, it happened in that moment with that person, and it was over. Now it lives on, and social media is forward. And and so there's many people who believe that the fact that kids aren't outside playing as much as they used to be, that has impact on the brain and uh, the levels of serotonin in our brain and how how we exercise plays a role. And there's uh, some interesting research that even points to the fact that children today feel more out of control in their world than even though we have technology and all that we have to to assist us in feeling in control. And a lot of that could be, again, driven through social media and other other means where kids uh, really are anxious, have an underlying anxiety around the world and their role in it. Are teens seeing something on social media that's fueling this anxiety? Well, a lot of that is, you know, if they make a post or a comment, who liked it, who didn't, who is following me, who's not, who made a negative comment, and they're constantly checking their phone. How am I affirmed? Am I not? Did someone agree? Did someone like? Did And so they've got this constant feedback loop uh, that they have themselves where they're waiting on someone else's approval. If you take a, a kid, for example, who may have an underlying genetic predisposition to anxiety uh, already because of family history and what have you, that is just amplifying an already existing angst. What are you seeing regarding anxiety and depression in Mississippi teens? We certainly see more and more kids with anxiety and depression. You can see the suicide rates. You can see the school counselors that are seeing it even at the university level businesses now whose employees are being impacted because their children are really struggling and they need to get off work, I believe is coming to the public's attention that we need to do something different. And anxiety and depression really just seem to be at the front of that driver. I believe the World Health Organization even said 2020 that uh, depression will be the, the biggest disease cost burden uh, in the world, uh, even though anxiety is the leading kind of disorder for kids that we see. It is a significant challenge. We certainly are seeing that increase with with kids, and I hope that a portion of that variance or that increase is that kids are talking about it more, that adults are encouraging them to get help, that teachers are saying, hey, you need to talk to someone about that, and the school counselors and their parents are saying, let's get help. I'm hoping that a portion of that is a healthy piece, that is we've taken something that was kind of covert and, and underground, and are beginning to have a little bit of the stigma lift and saying it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to get help. How can you create an environment that's healthy for a teen to come to you and say, okay, I'm struggling with this and that? Well, I think it begins with with those who are in positions of authority, whether that be teachers, parents, counselors, professionals, coaches, whoever's in their life, to create a safe place to, to be real. To not have the mentality like many of us grew up with, which which was suck it up. 
Instead, we should have uh, an, a culture, an environment that says, hey, tell me more and say, hey, it's okay to, to need help. Uh, what's not okay is to just sit there and privately struggle. I think it totally begins with creating trust and safety in the relationships from the adults and creating the environment that we expect everybody to support one another. John Damon is with Canopy Children's Solutions. Thanks so much. Sayla Norwood of Jackson is a freshman biology major at Tuskegee University in Tuskegee, Alabama. The 18-year-old says a lot of her anxiety comes from stress with school and her personal life, including her relationship with her biological father. She explains to our Jasmine Ellis. We used to have a good relationship when I was younger, but over time, I felt that it, it has deteriorated a lot. I barely do speak to him now. I feel as if it's better for me to just isolate him in a way, if that makes sense. How are you working through the anxiety that you face? I pray. I have a firm faith in Christ, and I believe that I can do anything. I can overcome anything through him. Secondly, I do talk out any kind of concerns I have, and I don't attend any therapy sessions, but I do just confide in people that I trust and that I feel can just give guidance, just role models in different areas, my mom for one, my pastor for another, my friend. How long have you been dealing with anxiety? I do not know how long I have been dealing with anxiety. I just noticed that it was triggering my flare-up maybe around 15 or 16. How is your family and your friends supporting you? You mentioned some of the ways you cope listening and being there because if it weren't for them being there I don't know where I would be at this moment it's the little things that count just a hug here and there just calling checking how I'm doing Sayla Norwood thank you so much for sharing your personal story with us thank you so much for this opportunity Coming up after Everyday Tech, Walt Grayson is taking a national audience on a weekly tour down Mississippi roads. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Country Music, the new documentary series from award-winning filmmaker Ken Burns, comes to MPB TV later this year. But you're invited to our special preview screenings in Philadelphia and Meridian. Join us on March 28th in Philadelphia for the story of Mississippi's own Marty Stewart. And join us in Meridian Friday morning, March 29th, for the story of the great Jimmy Rogers. For more information about the preview screenings, visit Ardenland.net. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with Woods Couture and Jeremy Thompson, and today we're discussing spring cleaning your tech. So, fellas, spring is in the air, and when we talk about spring cleaning, we also need to think about our tech devices. What is one of the first things you should think about when cleaning your tech? Well, the first thing you really need to focus on is, what do you need? Um, You know, it's very much like if you're trying to sit there and, you know, do a little bit of spring cleaning at the house. Where are your areas that you have some pain points? Where are some areas you have a concern? Maybe you've been looking at that garage all winter and, you know, it's like, I got to get something done with that. So, of course, in your spring cleaning adventures, you're going to focus on that first. Well, the same thing with your tech. Where are your pain points? Where is it that you feel like you need a little bit of organization or, or a little bit of just straightening up to make your tech life a little bit easier? Well, one of the things 
that a lot of people accumulate on their computer that they forget about is temporary files. So we need a program that is good at batching all of those files together and cleaning them up all at once. That's why we recommend CCleaner. It's a simple two-click program. It allows you to batch all those files together and remove them all at one time. And another thing you need to pay attention to is your email inbox. You don't want a whole bunch of junk mail just sitting over there in the corner. Make sure you're clearing out some of that extra stuff. It's uh, a good idea to go through your inbox and actually search for uh, different vendors, Best Buy, whatever uh, newsletters you get. Go through and search for those things if they accumulate and just delete them all at one time. That way you're not deleting anything important. You're not forgetting about anything. You're just making sure that you're narrowing it down to those specific types of emails. So what other programs should you look at when it comes comes to spring cleaning your tech. Well, we definitely want to talk about virus protection. It's a good idea to make sure that your virus protection is up to date, and it's a good idea to go ahead and run a routine scan, say, once a month or so to make sure that your computer is clean and running well. And while you're talking about updating your malicious software protection, let's also think about making sure that your Windows or Mac operating system is updated as well. You need to make sure that you're getting those monthly updates that come out in order to keep your computer safe and running as you would expect it to. So when we talk about spring cleaning our tech, we're not just talking about files and programming. We're talking about physically cleaning our tech devices. Absolutely. It's a good idea to get a can of compressed air, blow out all the ports on the back, make sure that your fans aren't dirty. Uh, if you feel so up to it, you can remove the panel from the side of your computer and even blow out the inside. just want to make sure there's not a lot of dust accumulation. Uh, when you're blowing off your fans, it's a good idea to put a, uh, a, a pencil or even your fingertip in there to make sure that your fans don't spin too fast because it is possible to burn out the bearings while you're cleaning them. Are there any specific products that we can use to clean our devices? Well, I'm a big fan of compressed air. You can buy that in a can, and also even some of your vacuum cleaners can actually reverse and blow out. And when it comes to using something to clean your computer as far as a solution goes, you want to make sure that it's actually made for cleaning your device. You do not want to clean your screens, your monitors with Windex. You want to make sure that you're using screen cleaner. You could also even use eyeglass cleaner. And you want to make sure that you use a nice microfiber cloth. That way you do not scratch or damage your screen. So what about cables and wires? Well, should we be concerned about their organization as well? This is definitely a great time to look into that. One thing very important to remember when it comes to your delicate electronics, and that is airflow. Having that large mass of wires can actually restrict the airflow and thereby really shorten the lifespan of your devices. So you would really want to look into doing things such as using a Velcro tie or something similar in order to organize those cables and make sure that your computers, TVs, and other devices can actually breathe properly. So would you say it's important to spring clean all of our tech devices? Well, just like so many other things in our lives, keeping your technology organized, clean, and operating at peak efficiency is just going to help you to be more productive. So, yes, definitely spring cleaning is an important thing for us to do with our technology, but it's also important to remember to do these things throughout the year. Just like you wouldn't want to actually just clean your house once a year, you want to actually maintain your equipment if you want to be able to get the maximum life, the maximum productivity, and really the maximum benefit out of using that technology. To hear more Everyday Tech, tune in each Wednesday at 10 a.m. or visit us online at mpbonline.org. For Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. This has been Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. 
This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi Roads is a fan favorite of MPB television viewers and has been for several decades. For much of that time, the show has been hosted by veteran broadcaster Walt Grayson. Now, millions of viewers across the country are getting a weekly tour of the Magnolia State. That's because Mississippi Roads is now part of the weekly lineup on the Create Network. Walt Grayson says national syndication is a long way from the program's beginnings. Talk about Mississippi Roads, how it started. It started way before. Before I became part of it, it began back about 1980 and uh, went through about five years. And then for some unknown reason, it was dropped. 1999 is when they restarted it and I became a part of it. Where I was working, I had shifted over to full-time weather. And so when they offered me the opportunity to host Rhodes, I was thinking, oh, boy, this is going to be a good time. With Rhodes in the title, so. (laughs) Yeah. They worked it around my weather schedule. We did three shows a weekend, and it was a very hectic weekends, but we had a good time doing it. Tell us how a weekend goes if you're doing three shows in a weekend. We try to keep it, you know, either south, central, or north. It's what we did. This was a challenge. You know, you go shoot two stories on Saturday, spend the night in a hotel somewhere, and get up on Sunday and shoot another one and come back home and still feel like going to work on Monday. How do you do it now? If you've got enough advance notice, you can work your schedule around it. We take a weekday. What was your favorite roads program? We were in a position couple of seasons back where we needed a couple of more shows to fill out uh, the season. And we didn't have the personnel here. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it came up to where that if I could do a whole show by myself, we could fill the whole season. And I had always wanted to do something about the Delta. In my mind, I was going to go to the Delta and try to do a pleasant obituary about how the place is just dead. Except I got to the Delta and started interviewing people and I couldn't find anybody to agree with that. Now, the Delta, is it different than it was 50 years ago or 20 years ago? Oh, gosh, yes. I had fun doing that show. I like the cemetery shows. Natchez has crazy epitaphs and uh, unusual burials. And, of course, some of these things are supposed to be haunted. The gypsy graves in uh, Meridian. Why, Why gypsies in Meridian? This was about 1917 or 1918. The Queen of the Gypsies was camped near Meridian. This is the story I got. And she died. Meridian being the nearest large city, they brought her there and embalmed her and put her on display and kept her on display for about a week because it took a long time for the bands around the country to get in for the funeral. Now her husband is buried beside her. The way the story goes, she was on up in age like 49 years old and died in childbirth. We have fascinating stories like that. I think every cemetery's got some quirk about it. You are about to be nationwide. You're going national. Mississippi Roads is now being broadcast on the Create Network. Uh, The Create Network covers about 200 million people. I think this is a great opportunity for people elsewhere to find out why we like living in Mississippi. And maybe we'll bring some people to Mississippi as a result. I think so. You know, usually people get curious about the state when they find out what's really here. Mississippi has such a negative image nationwide, and primarily that's when the networks come here is when something something bad happens. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to tell people about the Stennis Space Center and about the Natchez Trace and just about the festivals that we have here, just what Mississippi's really like and why we live here. Create Network, uh, here in Mississippi, it's over the antenna on a sub-channel of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Here in the Jackson area, it's 29.3. If you want to see it, it's Mondays at 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. Right. So, Walt, congratulations on your now national acclaim, and thanks for being with us. Sure, I'll sign autographs. I signed 100 yesterday. I got about 98 of them left. You want one? (laughs) 
<laughs> Walt Grayson, thanks, Walt. Create is a national public television network offered by MPB and many other broadcasters across the country. For more information on the schedule, you can visit mpbonline.org or createtv.com. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's At Issue on Think Radio. Then at 10 o'clock, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online by visiting mpbonline.org. You can also download the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. Or you can subscribe to Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio.